this morning. I hope you're doing well, family's good, uh, and that um, good things are happening for you, that you're enjoying, hopefully, good weather. We are here. Uh, we're in the middle of our softball season, or at the beginning anyway. We're going to about to start some games and having a lot of fun with uh, 13 girls at our middle school here in town and um, having a lot of fun with that. Hopefully you are too. We're talking about engaging Jesus, the engaging Jesus, the one who wants to engage us personally in our own life and the one who wants to use us to engage the world, right? That's what Jesus wants to do. First change our life, our heart, our mind, our purpose, and then he wants to use us for his glory. A lot of people get stuck on this one all their life and they die right here. They never get to be used by God for their purpose. Maybe in some ways they do, but in their purpose, in that, that giftedness, that mission that God has for each and every one of us. They never find it. They never make that change into that area of life because they're just kind of growing in this and they get stuck on this and, and we forget that, that there's more to it about the kingdom of God. And so we're, we're really trying to focus on these different engagements that Jesus had with different people so that we can know, one, how he engages us, and two, how he engages the world so that we can go and kind of do the same. We're trying to come up with that question. Remember that really good question about the kingdom of God or about your salvation or about something that would help people to really consider their engagement with the Lord. So I hope you're thinking about that. Today, today Jesus is going to engage uh, a set of brothers. And brothers are amazing to have in your life, right? If you've got a bunch of brothers, it's a great thing. You grow up playing ball. You just do uh, lots of things together. You have, you have just built in the family all the time, people to hang out with and have fun with. And so brothers are really cool. Well, Jesus is going to engage uh, Simon and Andrew, these brothers, uh, at the sea. And uh, this engagement is really important uh, for us as we kind of see what Jesus does with them and how he engages them and uh, and then the response to Jesus in that. So we're in Mark chapter 1 verse 14 and uh, so check this out. It says this, after John uh, was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, right, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, Jesus knew. He said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. So check this out. No, John, John the Baptist, remember, he came as a forerunner to Jesus. He is Jesus' cousin. And he came to say, hey, get ready. One is coming whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make ready. Get your heart ready. Right, Because Jesus, the Savior, the world is coming. John came to kind of introduce that. And now John is coming to the very end of his ministry. He has, he has done what God has called him to do and prepared the way for the Lord. And John is going to be beheaded soon. His head is going to be on a platter. And so Jesus is now beginning his official introduction to his ministry and uh the scripture says the time had come which kind of means it's time for jesus to begin or it also means it's time for the old to come to an end and the new to begin or to be launched and so we know that jesus put an end to the old covenant 
and he fulfilled it and gave us a new covenant. A new covenant that would be in his blood, the forgiveness of sin that could only happen through the Messiah, the, the Savior of the world, not through the blood of goats and bulls, not by following a set of laws and rules, but by having a personal relationship with Jesus. The end of a physical old and the beginning of a spiritual new. And that's really important for our lives. And we're going to kind of see that, I hope, as we move through this. And so Jesus's engagement with the world, check this out, his engagement with the world is not, you know, like, hey, you're okay, I'm okay, we're all okay. Like, like that is not Jesus's entry into the world. His, his entry into the world is not eat, drink, and be merry, and let's just party and have a good time. That is not his engagement in the world. His engagement in the world is this. The time has come, and Jesus says, repent. Repent, for the kingdom of God has come. Okay? That's Jesus' engagement with the world. The kingdom of God has come. So repent means to turn. It means to change. It means, hey, you're in danger of the direction you're going. Repent of your ways. Turn around and start going the other direction, right? Repent. You are not okay. I, Jesus is trying to say to the world, you are not okay. The Savior has come, and we need the Savior of the world. We need him to get right again with, with the God who made all of us. And so that's Jesus' engagement with the world. Repent. The kingdom of God is near. Believe the good news, right? Believe the good news so that you will not die in your sins. You don't have to die in your sins. You can be forgiven. A Savior has come. The time has come. But you have to change. You have to embrace the fact that you're a sinner separated from God and that you need the good news of Jesus in your life. Accept him as savior of your life. So here's what happens. As Jesus is walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew and they're casting nets into the lake for their fishermen. Come on, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and they followed Jesus. Great passage. Jesus walking by the side of the Sea of Galilee. He sees these two brothers. They're in their boat fishing, probably not far from shore. And Jesus has this engagement with them. And they're going to leave everything and follow Jesus. So I want to point out a few things about this. These few verses that kind of stand out to us. And should be kind of an example for you and me. As we go out into the world and try to engage the world. Okay, here we go. Number one, Jesus is just out taking a stroll. Now, that's really important because he isn't always with people. He isn't always teaching in the temple. He isn't always doing crazy things. Here, he's just walking beside the Sea of Galilee, maybe with people, probably by himself. He's out praying. He's out seeking. He's out searching. He's looking for maybe opportunity. But one thing we know for sure, he is looking for disciples. He's looking for some men that he can call to follow him, learn from him, and then pass the baton of faith to them when he leaves this planet so that they can carry on 
for, and reach the next generation and begin a mission that, needed, that needs to penetrate the world for, until he returns, until he comes again. And the scripture says, the time has come. And so Jesus knows now is the time. There was a point before when it wasn't time. Jesus is growing up. He's now a young adult. And now the time has come. And so maybe for us in our own lives, we're living our lives. We're just doing the things that God wants us to do. But there has got to come a time, a point in time, where you make a change, where you make a shift from just going through kind of the motions of your faith to being on purpose for God, that you find and discover that giftedness in you or what God is doing in your life in a very real way, and you realize this is it, this is what I'm called to do, this is why I'm on the planet, and you get busy doing the kingdom work. The time had come for Jesus. I hope the time has come or that you are waiting and watching and looking and praying for that time to come in your own life. The time has come. So here's what we need to do. Take a stroll. We just need to go out and, and just like take a stroll. Just anywhere. Just go out and take a stroll. Wherever it is you like to stroll, just go stroll. Okay? Relax. That's what I think Jesus is doing partly here. Enjoy. Enjoy the creation that God has made. Okay? Enjoy it. But be on purpose. It's not just about your enjoyment and pleasure. It is about God using us for his glory. So, so we're always mindful of the fact that God wants to use me in this moment of enjoyment and relaxation. He wants to use me in some way everywhere I go, everything I do, whatever I'm a part of, God comes first. And he wants to use me for his glory. So Jesus, he's taking a stroll, right? He's out taking a stroll, enjoying his time. But I got to tell you, his eyes are wide open. He's taking a stroll and here's what happens. Jesus saw. See, we know his eyes are wide open because he comes across these two brothers, Simon and Andrew, and he sees them. He sees them. He saw. It means he took note, right? He noticed these guys. He didn't just see like people and just kind of like look over everyone or look through everyone. He saw these two men. He observed them. He took note of them. He like locked onto them. Like, hey, there's other people, but these two, this is, this is why I'm walking. This is why I'm strolling along the Sea of Galilee. Not for the hundreds of other people, but for these two people right here, Simon and Andrew. And Jesus is, is living on purpose. And in the living on purpose, God reveals to him in a way that these two men are the two that he is there for. Like how often do we stroll through life and miss opportunities, right? And God brings opportunities our way. We kind of see them sometimes. Sometimes we don't even see them because we're just not paying attention at all. But we walk through life, we're strolling through life, we have opportunities and we blow it because we're not even looking for them. Jesus is looking for opportunities. And he saw Simon and Andrew and their brothers, and they're casting their net into the lake because they are fishermen. That's what they do. They are fishermen. So Jesus saw, and then he, Jesus said, come, follow me. That's what he said. He, he extends to them 
They can say no. They can continue fishing if they want. But he extends an invitation to them, come and follow me. Now, most scholars agree that this is probably not the first time that they met each other, that Jesus had been uh, around teaching and, and preaching and doing things, and that they probably saw Jesus, maybe even walked with Jesus, but he never officially called them to be his disciples until this moment when Jesus extends this invitation for them to come. Jesus is for a while was sizing up the situation. He's, he's looking at people. He's observing people. He's watching for the right people that he's going to call to be his disciples. So it's true. It's very true that, that Jesus did not call me and he does not call you to come follow him to do Simon and Peter's thing. Jesus didn't call you to do Simon and Peter's job or their giftedness, or their thing. But Jesus did call you and me to come and follow him to do our thing. God has something for you to be about. Your purpose on this planet, why he put you here, and why he called you to be one of his children. And our job is to get busy doing the thing that God called us to do. Not just go through the motions. Not just do religious things or, or Christian things or spiritual things. Not just attend church. That's not what Jesus called us to. He calls us to a purpose. Your purpose. My purpose. To be about the kingdom work. That's what he calls us to. So he says, come follow me. And then he says, and I will make you fishers of men, or I will teach you how to fish for people. So here's what Jesus is saying. You guys are fishermen? Awesome. Good deal. You guys know how to fish. That's a beautiful thing. We're going to now take the principles of fishing and we're going to make, we're going to make a, a shift. In fact, I'm writing another book. It's called The Shift. It's all about this. It's about, it's about taking the things that we have been doing in this world physically and realizing that God has a spiritual purpose for us with them. For these guys, they're fishermen. That's what they know. They've grown up doing this. And now Jesus says to them, good, you know how to fish. You know how to use maybe bait. You know how to cast nets. You know how to circle the fish. You know how to bring them in. You know how to... You know how to um, you know, fillet them, you know how to clean them, you know how to cook them, you know all about fishing and fish. Well, we're going to take those, like wax on, wax off, Daniel. We're going to take those principles and you are going to do a spiritual mission of fishing for men. We're going we're gonna to move from the physical and we're going to take it to the spiritual. We are going to take this to another level. We are going to make a shift. And I think a lot of people never make that shift. They get stuck in the physical because it's comfortable and it's familiar. And we never let God shift us into doing what we know and our giftedness and our abilities in a spiritual way. And that's what we should be looking for, searching for. That is our purpose, is that God can use us in a very kingdom-minded way to reach the souls and the hearts 
of men. Jesus is saying to them, let's take it to another level. Let's, you know how to fish, let's take the next step, which is a spiritual step. We're going to put away the worms and we're going we're gonna to take out the word, right? You're going to put away your worms and take out the word of God. Okay, and, and, and that doesn't mean they never went fishing again. They probably did. In fact, later on in their lives, they may have returned to fishing. But, but at this point in time, Jesus is calling them to put their fishing away. I love to fish. I love to go down to Florida and fish with my brothers. I love to go to the coast and fish. Fishing is awesome and I love to do it. But fishing is not my purpose in life. Being a fisher of men, that's my purpose in life. And that's your purpose of life too. However, God wants to use you in whatever giftedness you may have. He wants to use you to fish for the souls of men. And Jesus said, I will make you a fisher of men. In other words, you don't have to make you. Jesus says, I will make you. Just come follow me. Learn from me. Have this personal relationship with God. Let the word of God Transform your thinking as you let the word of God fill you and dwell in you richly. And God begins to change the way you think, the way you reason, the, the priorities in your life. The Holy Spirit begins to move in you when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. And then you begin to experience God in this world and in that process god is transforming you he's making you and he's desiring to use you for his glory to reach other people for the kingdom of god that is what it's all about because in the end fishing is not the priority souls are god's priority i will make you fishers not a fish i will make you fishers of men and people's souls are the priority for you as a believer. That's all that's important. Everything else we do is just to help us exist on the planet in, in the physical form. The more important part of our existence on this earth is not us and what we do for ourselves. It's all going to stay here when we leave. What is most critical is that we are letting God use us to bring other people into the kingdom of light and to escape the kingdom of darkness. See, that's our job, is that God will use us for his glory in that way, that we will save souls of men. You know, that was the priority for Andrew and Simon and the others that Jesus called, and that is the priority for you and me and for all who believe and follow Jesus Christ. That's our purpose, reach souls. And here's what happened. At once... At once, immediately, they left their nets and they followed Jesus. Do you see that? They, they abandoned, they abandoned their lives. They walked away from everything they were doing, like their livelihood. They took, they took on the life of Jesus. They were like, Jesus called us to follow him. That is far greater than anything we could ever do for ourselves or whatever we've done or whatever we're doing. We will gladly leave this stuff and go and follow the master. And so they did. They walked away. They walked away from their nets. They walked away from their boat. They walked away from their job and their income. They walked away from their families. 
for the time being. And in Matthew 4, James and John said bye-bye to their father in the boat. They like said, sorry, dad, gotta go. And maybe dad was saying, hey, the rabbi is calling you guys, go. He can, he can show you a better life than I could ever give you. And so with joy, they left this junky life of the world and they followed the spiritual creator of the universe. How awesome is that? We get an opportunity to follow Jesus. And immediately they left. They left. Not, not when I get around to it. They didn't say, they didn't begin to make up excuses like, oh, Jesus, I've got some oxen I've got to go try out and then I'll come follow you. They didn't say like, oh, I got to go get married and uh, so I can't come follow you now. And they didn't say, hey, I've got some land I got to go look at. None of that. No excuses. The scripture says, at once. At once, these guys counted it greater, more productive for themselves in this world, more useful, more on purpose, more alive to follow Jesus than to continue doing what they were doing. And they, with gladness, left it all and followed Jesus at once. The brothers, the brothers, James and John, Remember, remember um, uh, Philip, and he went and found his friend, Nathaniel. And then here we've got Simon and his brother Andrew saying goodbye to the world and let's follow Jesus. You see, Jesus came to preach the good news to the world. That's why Jesus came. To preach the kingdom of God has come, believe the good news. And Jesus has given you and he's given me the commission to go into all the world and make disciples, to preach the gospel, to trade in the broken kingdom for his kingdom, to leave the kingdom of the world behind and walk in the kingdom of light and the kingdom of God, even while we're here on this earth and then beyond into heaven, right? See, Andrew and Simon, they gladly accepted the call and they left everything and they followed Jesus immediately. So what about us? What about you? What about me? What about us? Have we heard the call? Have we heard the call of God in our life? Have we made the shift from the physical things of this world to a more spiritual mindedness? Have we answered the call of God? What are you holding on to? What could possibly be keeping you from following Jesus 100% fully committed all the way? What could possibly be holding you back from making that shift? and going all in with him, and finding, finding your purpose and place in this world, and then getting involved in it for the glory of the master. You know, what's exciting to me at, here at this church is that we've got some guys here at Burlington Christian Church that are mission-minded guys. They work for an organization called MAG. They, they gonna, they're, they're training right now, and they're in the process, but they're gonna be going to other countries to fly people, uh, fly missionaries, fly preachers across 
uh, desert lands and, and jungles. That's their, 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 they found their purpose. And they're going to be leaving uh, here in this coming week to go to Mexico to uh, continue their training uh, flying in Mexico. And so we're going to pray for them today. Uh, and, and if you would uh, join me in praying for them. But they're two people, they're two families. They all have kids. They both have kids and wives. And they're going to they're gonna uproot themselves. And they're going to go somewhere where they don't really know a lot of people. And they're going to plant themselves in a jungle because they believe that this is where God is calling them. That's insane. That's all in. We've got to be all in. That's what God is calling us to. Whatever he is calling you to, just answer the call and go obey him. Follow him wherever he may lead you, even if it means giving up everything to go serve the, go the Lord and reach souls for his kingdom. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. And we pray that you'll move in our hearts, draw us to you, help us to hear the call, God. Help us to make that shift from the physical lives that we live to a more spiritual-minded existence where we are mindful of what you're up to, where we're living on purpose with the things of God and the kingdom, where, where the priority is souls and not our stuff. Father, use us for your glory. Please draw us close to you. Help us in our hearts and our minds to, to understand what you're doing better. We love you. And we thank you, God, for loving us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Peace.